Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Just turn to somebody and say, Jesus, stretch me. I want Jesus to stretch me. That, that should be our prayer. You know, it, it's, it's good to pray, you know, Jesus, bless me. But sometimes you need to pray the prayer, Jesus, stretch me. Because until we stretch, we don't really grow. We want God to stretch us. We want God to take us outside of our comfort zone, say some things to us, put us in some scenarios that cause us to stretch and cause us to grow. So one more time, just put your hand on your chest and say, Jesus, stretch me. All right. Um, Last week we talked about um, letting your light shine. We talked about that Sermon on the Mount, that famous sermon that Jesus preached in Matthew 5. And I took out this flashlight and I said, we're like the light for the world, like a flashlight in a dark room. And so this is what God is, is saying to us right now. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're really meditating on and reflecting about during the week. What God is saying to us, what Jesus told us about being the light. So I want you to imagine, though, for a second that if I had this flashlight, right, the flashlight, but all of a sudden I just turned it off. Now we see how dark the room is. And I think it's important for us to realize that if we don't shine our light, the world is in darkness, in chaos. You and I have the ability to shine the light. But what if we hide it instead? Let's turn the lights up. I want to think about that today. I want to think about not hiding our light. What does it mean to not hide your light? Turn to somebody and say, don't hide your light. So that's the title of the sermon today. Don't hide your life. Say it real, real loud. Don't hide your light. Now, let's go to Matthew five fourteen through 16. Jesus tells us, he says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one hides a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Have you ever seen what uh, like a lamp looks like, but it's not on the stand? Like say you take that same light and you just lamp and you put it sideways. It doesn't light the room the same way, right? As when you put the lamp up on a stand, then it actually lights the whole area. So Jesus was saying, he says, number one, you're the light of the world. Number two, you need to put the light on a stand. So... This is important. He says, put it on a stand. Why? For the benefit of everyone in the house, right? No one puts a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So key things from the scripture are, Jesus said, put the light on the stand for the benefit of everyone in the house, for all to see so that everyone will praise the Father. Okay? This is why we put the light on the stand for the benefit of everyone in the house, for all to see And for everyone, so that everyone will praise the Father. So Jesus, as he's continuing in his teaching, that the light should not be hidden under a basket and the city cannot be on a hill, Jesus says, instead, place the light 
on a light stand. Put the lamp on a stand. And there's a need in society for us to lift up the light of Jesus Christ. Would you say that's correct? It's, it's, it's necessary. If it's true that we are the light, it's important to bring that light up, put that light up on a stand. There's a need within our culture to make clear who God is and what God's ways are. This is the putting of the light on the stand. Unless someone shares the truth, there is no measuring stick for our culture. Have you seen how that the world just goes back and forth and they've got all these ideas and many of them are just off-the-wall ideas without someone that raises the light, shines the light, puts it on a light stand, then there's no measuring stick for culture to know the truth. Many people in our culture don't come from a church background or don't read the Word of God and they don't know the ways of God. How else will they know the ways of God unless someone puts the light, puts their light on a stand? Look at somebody and say, put your light on a stand. It's not just enough to have a light. You need to put your light on a stand. It's an important part of the verse. Don't just have a light and put it under a basket. Don't just have a light, set it on the floor. Have a light, put it on a stand. Why? For the benefit of the whole house. Some people will never know the goodness of God, the person of God, the ways of God, unless the light is put on a stand. God actually wants to put you on display as his light. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And since none of us can be everywhere at the same time, we all have to put our lights on a light stand. For the benefit of that area, right? It's important. It's a a fundamental part of God's plan that you and I shine. In the workplace, I need to shine. Among family, I need to shine. Among friends, I need to shine. In every area that God allows me to be in, I need to shine. Why? For the benefit of the whole house. For the benefit of the whole house. Without the light of Jesus shining through us, our culture is lost. Our culture is without redemption. Our culture has no hope if no one shines. Matthew 5.15 says, Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. God has created this beautiful house for us to live in. The stars in the heavens, the beauty of creation... All of the people. It's a beautiful house. But we have to lift up the light. Right? God created this. Psalm 19.1. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. He created all this. But He wants for all that are in the house to know Him. For all to know Him. He wants us to shine And put that light on a stand that everyone in the house will see. When you shine, everyone around you benefits from the knowledge of who God is. I think sometimes we take for granted that everybody knows about God. That everybody has the same relationship or somewhat of a relationship like you do. But that's not the case. Unless you shine your light, there's some people that will not benefit from the knowledge of God. And so... When we put our light on the stand, everyone in the house benefits. When you shine, everyone around you benefits from the knowledge of God. 
And God loves the whole house. How many believe that God loves the whole house? John 3.16 actually tells us, For God so loved the world. God so loved everybody. God so loved the whole world that He gave us His Son. And now He wants us to shine for the benefit of the whole house. God loves the whole house. God loves the whole world. And He wants us to shine and put that light on a stand. So if we begin to understand God's love and God's vision for mankind... We're going to put our light on the stand. If we understand God's vision for humanity, we're going to want to put our light where people can see it. Not hidden, not slightly visible, fully visible. Why? Because we understand God's love. If we understand God's love, you'll understand our responsibility to shine. We have to put this light on a stand. But here's the problem, though. Many times... We have an argument with God. Anybody ever have an argument with God? You know, I know I have. Be honest. You can put your hand in the air and say, I've had an argument with God. I've tried to reason my way. I've tried to explain things to God. Any one of those variations. We can say things to God like, well, you know, that's just not, that's just not me. You know? That's not my personality. I'm not flashy like that. I'm not the person. I'm not that guy that talks about God all the time. I'm not that person. Right? And so, this is a thought, and it sounds spiritual. You know, we say, you know what, I, I serve God in other ways. But it's not biblical. It sounds spiritual, but it's not biblical. We use excuses like this. I'm just going to let my light shine by my actions. I don't have to say anything. I'll just let my actions be the sermon. It sounds good, but the problem is that's not what Jesus did. And that's not what Jesus asked us to do. Do you know what one of Jesus' biggest issues with the religious leaders of the day? Is they took the words of God and they modified them to fit their desires and their traditions. So when Jesus showed up, he said, that's not what I said. That's not what the Father commanded you to do. That you're doing... Different things. Now you customize what God said to fit you. Jesus was upset about it. Sometimes we make excuses for ourselves and we begin to customize what Jesus said to fit us. I don't want it to be uncomfortable, so I'm just going to switch a couple of things around. Do you think when we stand before God that he'll say, did what I say fit you all right? Was it, were you comfortable in it? No, he's going to say, did you do what I commanded you to do? If you love me, obey my commands. So, when we try to modify what Jesus commanded us to do, to fit our personality, it doesn't work. And even more important than that, God is not pleased. God is not pleased with us tailor-making his commands to our person, our personality, to our work-life balance to whatever we're doing in our lives. So before we say, I'm just going to shine by my actions, consider what Jesus actually commanded us to do. Can we look at that for a second? Matthew 28, he says, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who did he say that? To the preachers? No, he said that to everybody. He said, Go into all the world and talk about me. 
Make disciples. In Mark 16, 15, he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So, it's important. The overarching theme that Jesus gave us was not go and do good deeds. He wasn't against good deeds. It's actually very much for good deeds. But he said, he said this, and listen, this is, as I was... As I was thinking, and said, we got to be honest with ourselves. If your good deeds don't point back to the place of origin, people begin to get confused by your actions. Good deeds without the vocabulary that points back to God confuses the world. There's already enough confusion in the world today. When you do a good deed, but then you don't explain why you did the good deed, people start to begin to speculate about why you did the good deed in the first place. And they draw their own conclusions, Right? Have you seen that? Oh, that person's just a nice person. They're a kind soul. They're a nice person. That's not the message. That's not why we do good deeds. We do good deeds because God changed us. Because Jesus redeemed us. Good deeds, without a confession of faith, lack any real power. Niceties without a confession of faith don't go anywhere. I know we have good intentions, but when we get to heaven, God isn't going to say, did you have good intentions? No, He's going to say, did you do what I called you to do? What I asked you to do? What I commanded you to do? Did you do those things? Righteousness is not described by how we interpret it. But it's an obedience. Good deeds without a confession of faith lack any real power. I want to show you the pattern of Christ. Can we look at the pattern of Christ? He would do a miracle, then he would teach. He would teach, then he'd do a miracle. He would cast out a demon, then he would teach. He would teach, then he'd feed the masses. The two were always connected. Good deeds and the articulation of the word of God. The articulation of the person of God, the kingdom of God. It always pointed back to God. It was never just good deeds by itself. Look at the life of Christ. Jesus would never do a good deed without pointing back to God. There is a relationship between the work of God and the articulation of the work of the words of God. They're interconnected. Just as faith without works is dead, works without a confession of faith sends a mixed signal. There's too many Christians sending a mixed signal. They're doing good deeds. They have the good deed part of God, right? Of godliness. But they're not talking about the person of Jesus Christ. They're not talking about what motivated the good deed in the first place. We send mixed signals when we do not attach the word of God to the works of God. The word of God has to be attached to the works of God. Just as much as the works of God need to be attached to the word of God, you can't just talk about God all the time and not do anything. You can't do stuff and not talk about God. It sends the wrong signal. The message that we want to send is that Jesus changed my life. And now I care about people that I didn't care about before. I love people that I didn't used to love. I have compassion that I didn't used to have because God changed me. I'm not the same person. This wasn't a desire that I had. 
God put this desire there. Jesus changed my heart. The message is not, well, there's still some good people in the world. No, the message is we were all messed up. We were all a wreck. We all had some degree of brokenness. We were all a mess. But then some of us said yes to Jesus. And he changed everything. Gave us a new heart. Gave us new desires. Made us want to love. That's the message. Niceties alone will not save lives. Niceties alone will not save lives. I have to preach this message because we have so many nice people in our house. So many nice people in our church. But I think sometimes we get confused about this and we think niceness alone will save souls. Niceness alone will not save souls. There's some amazing charities in the world today. But you know what? Even at their best, they are only a partial solution. They will never be the full package without Jesus Christ. They can only rise to a certain level of solution. Right? The only eternal solution is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ provides the whole package. Man by himself can only provide a certain degree of solution. Nicety is alone will not save lives. But works plus a confession of faith can revolutionize cultures and nations. So the point is let your light be on a stand. Don't just have a light, but put your light on a stand. The problem is many people are stuck right there at the beginning part of Matthew 5.15. It says, no one lights a a lamp and then puts it underneath a basket. But they do. That's where they are. Many believers, they they get caught in this trap. Why? Because we have layers of culture that we have to get off, out of our mind. Layers of culture that we have to get out of our mind. Have to keep on going back to scripture and say, well, what does God say about that? They have the light. They have an inward belief in Christ. They have a private expression of love for God. They have a calculated visibility of their Christianity inside the four walls of the church and among people that are already believers. But their light is not on a stand. Some Christians, when they go into different environments, they hide the light. Go to work, hide the light. Among certain friends, hide the light. When we think some people will be uncomfortable, hide the light. When we think we might be uncomfortable, hide the light. Jesus said, put your light on a stand for the benefit of the entire house. Who's benefiting? Everybody around you when you put the light on the stand. They're benefiting. Even if they don't like it, at least they had the option to say yes to Jesus. My job, your job, is to give people the option. I don't have to convince you to love Jesus. I just want you to know He exists and He loves you. You don't have to believe in God. You just have to know that He's good. I want to let you know that He's good. He's a good God. And so, when we light the light, and we put it under the basket, we have to understand... That's not a Christian idea. That didn't come from Christ. It didn't come from God. Where did the idea of hiding your light come from? It came from culture. And who is the one that influenced culture to think that way? The enemy. 
I know you don't want to say it all the time, the devil. The devil influences culture, right? Influences people. People influence culture. And then all of a sudden, oh, the appropriate thing is when you're in certain spaces, that's a private matter. Just put Jesus away. That's not, we don't talk about Jesus in this space. That's not a Christian idea. Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus taught the kingdom of God everywhere he went. Among political people, among religion, pe- religious people, among broken people, sick people, hurting people, dead people, any people. He put the light on the stand. And then he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to give the light to you. And then I want you to put the light on the stand. You're the light of the world now. Right? I'm going to shine through you. We have to put the light on the stand. The idea of hiding your light, let's be honest, that idea comes straight from the devil. Anytime you hear it in culture, it might be cleaned up and polished nice and sound eloquent. This is a safe space. No, it's not. Look, it's not a safe space, especially if Jesus isn't in there. It is not a safe space. It will be a safe space when you get Jesus in there. The most wicked strategy, one of the most wicked strategies that's going on right now is that Jesus is an inconvenience. Jesus is not an inconvenience. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Jesus is the answer for families. Jesus is the answer for the nation. Jesus is the answer for communities. Jesus is the answer. Look at somebody and just tell them, Jesus is the answer. Jesus gave me this light, and he asked me to put this light on a stand. Everywhere I go, Jesus belongs in my workplace. Jesus belongs among my friends and family. He's on the friends and family plan. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is always appropriate. Without the person of Jesus Christ, there is no hope, there is no salvation, there is no redemption, there is no bright future. Whether culture acknowledges it or not, Jesus is always appropriate. Will you bow your heads with me today? God, I thank you for your timeless word and the sacrifice that you gave. Jesus, when you died on the cross, you changed everything and then you told us that we are the light of the world that we are meant to shine and illuminate dark places you've told us that we need to put our light instead of hiding it we need to put it on a stand put it up in a place where all can see put it on display for everybody and that any time that we feel reluctant or intimidated to shine that we need to pray that you give us courage to shine because that's not a feeling that comes from you the feeling to hide our light does not come from you you specifically have told us to do the opposite God I know that there are people around us in their lives their eternal salvation depends on us shining God, help us shine. 
Help us be bold. Help us to overcome our own fears and anxieties and insecurities and anything else. And anything else going on in our mind that would cause us to not want to shine. God, let us shine like never before. In this season and in the seasons to come, let us understand how powerful it is to be the light. To have the opportunity, the privilege to shine for you. Maybe as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I've kind of drifted in my faith and I need to reconnect with him today. Or maybe you say, Pastor, I've never really connected with him, if, if I'm honest. I've um, been around religious circles or religious things, but I've never really said yes to him for myself. If that's you or if you say, I've drifted and I need to reconnect, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today. Amen. Amen. The most powerful thing is to reconnect with Jesus, to say yes to Jesus. When you have Jesus, you have power. When you have Jesus, you have purpose. When you have Jesus, you have a life. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody, you can say this with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice of dying for me. I'm sorry for the times I've messed up and sinned and fallen short. Jesus, forgive me. I need your help. I need you to walk with me. Teach me how to shine for you. Teach me how to be a light in dark times in Jesus name everybody said amen come on let's give God the praise today thanks again for listening if you like this podcast remember to share and subscribe for more information or to connect with us go to hopeunited.church and remember if God is with you you will be undefeated